Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Delayed Reactions. Before we start, I just wanted to let you know that our topic for today is a bit more serious. Actually, it's way more serious than when we talked about Frozen last week. We're going to be discussing shootings, murder, and suicide today. So if any of those topics make you uncomfortable, tune in next week and I promise we'll be discussing something much more positive and fun. Also, it's important to note that this episode was recorded on April 19th and edited on April 20th. Since Aaron Hernandez's suicide is currently under investigation, more information is coming in as we edit and upload this episode. Now that we got all that out of the way, let's start the show. You never saw that movie? Are you kidding me? We're watching it then. I want to see your face one. What the? Oh my god. (laughs) Is he dead? (laughs) Wait, no. You're kidding, right? Oh shit. It's delayed reactions. It's delayed reactions. I am so done. Here we are. First ever serious episode of Delayed Reactions. Sam, what are we under on iTunes? We're not under comedy, are we? We are under entertainment, I believe. Okay, so this falls under that category. On SoundCloud, it's TV and film. All right, so today we're going to be talking about Aaron Hernandez because the big news dropped today about... Today um, being uh, Wednesday, April 19th. Yes, this will be coming out a little bit after um, about his death. We have a friend here, a Bostonian, Evan. Thanks for having me. Thanks Evan for being Q, here, Evan. Great, great Ithaca guy, Ithaca College. He goes to school with long, us. Long time listener, first, first time, first time <laughs> first on the airwaves. Um, guest on the show, long time listener. Um, but he's from Cambridge, Massachusetts, so he likes to rub shoulders with the Harvard men. That's right. And uh, <laughs> he is a lax bro. Hot lax, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and uh, we're happy to have him here to, to shed some light on what it was like being in Boston. So I was going to ask you this earlier, and then I saw it myself so we could have the conversation now. Because I – this is a delayed reaction for Sam and I because we didn't really know much about the case. Maybe we saw his name in a headline or two, like, years ago, um, but woke up today, and obviously it's all over the news – um, whereas you were in Massachusetts when this was all happening. So do you remember like being in high school and Yeah. Um he he obviously was charged with the murder uh multiple murders uh in a progression and the Patriots released him. I think maybe compared to other cities it was a little less of a shock, um, or it didn't affect the team as much just because of the success the Patriots have had. They're not necessarily oh. losing. Oh, I just want to say, this is like another reason to hate the Patriots. They're not oh necessarily losing their, their main receiver. They still had Gronkowski yeah. um, and Tom Brady, obviously. Um, so I think people were obviously upset and, and shocked, as as you would be with any murder case. Mm-hmm. But it, it wasn't, I guess, it didn't take away from other... From being a Patriots fan. Right. But I mean, I guess... I'm thinking of some, like, really tragic events that happened maybe in my area, like crazy news stories about murders and things, like, when I was a kid, and I don't know, I kind of 
remember like watching them on the news and almost being a little bit scared like oh my gosh this is happening so close to me do you like remember feeling like that at all i don't remember feeling like that he he lives farther away from the actual city uh so it's in a suburb of boston the patriots play about 45 minutes outside of boston on game day it takes four and a half hours to get there (laughs) Um, (laughs) on game day you get la traffic right on game day so usually the move there's a there's a whole plaza so you go really early, leave at like 9 a.m., catch a movie, then watch the game mm. after. Just movie walk. at Patriot Place? Movie at One Patriot Place. Wow. Never been, mm. never want to go. <laughs> <laughs> just to uh. reiterate, uh, Ali's a big Bills fan, so yeah. Patriots are the enemy. Um, this does, though, uh, maybe... It's sort of similar to OJ in a lot of ways. That's what I was thinking. Which I think we'll probably have a delayed reaction to, like, that documentary. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do an OJ episode, because I also... I watched, I've watched a documentary on it uh, in a class one time, actually. I yeah. took law in the media at school a couple of years ago. Uh, but I also want to watch the... The 30 for 30 is what true won... crime story, too. Okay, well, 30 for 30 is what won the Oscar... But then there's the FX that has like Robert Schwimmer and all that. Sarah Paulson. Yeah. Um, But yeah, before we go any further, we just wanted to give a little disclaimer as well. Um, By talking about any of these topics, we are not trying to make light of murder, suicide, or any criminal activity whatsoever. So that's why this episode is going to be a little bit more serious. There will be no drink recipe in this episode, but uh, tune in next week for that. Yeah. And more laughs and giggles and not murder. Right. So this morning, actually, we had a different topic planned. Our guest couldn't make it, so thank you, Evan, for filling in. Yes. Um, But obviously, we woke up to the news of all of this, and Sam and I didn't really know a ton about it, so that's Mm -hmm. why we decided to kind of break down the timeline of all this craziness for people who maybe aren't as familiar with the story as it is very intricate. Yes, and I was telling Allie this before, I feel like there are, not to shit on the NFL, but I feel like there are a lot of NFL players who get caught up in kind of scandals and drama and criminal activity like this, and so I'm sure I read a headline with Aaron Hernandez's name in it in 2013 and just kind of was like, oh, another one, and kind of moved on. Like, oh, there's another guy who's, like, betting money on dog fights, killed his wife, killed this person, did that. Like, I kind of just, which is terrible of me to do, but um, that's why when I saw the headline, I knew, that was the first thing I saw on Twitter this morning. I was like, I know this is a football player, and this is important and intricate, and I have no idea what, has led up to this point. Like, I don't even know why he was in jail right. in the first place. So that's what we're doing. We're just kind of breaking that down. Um, exactly. So, there are a long list of allegations to this guy's name. Um, but starting out from the very beginning, he went to University of Florida, uh, was at University of Florida from 2007 to 2010. Um, he was drafted by the New England Patriots in 2010. Um, But while he was in Florida uh, as a freshman in college, there was a shooting that he was allegedly a part of, um, which I guess at the time uh, didn't amount to a whole lot until later on in his life when he became involved in all these other shootings. 
allegedly. Some are alleged, some have been proven. Some before. have been proven. He's been yeah. proven guilty. <laughs> um, so in 2012, there was a double, ho- double homicide that took place in Boston's South End. Um, and that had to do with gunshots being fired into a vehicle. Um, two men were killed. I should go back and say in 2007, the two men who were shot um, in Gainesville, Florida, which is where the University of Florida is, uh, one was shot in the arm and one was shot in the head, but neither of them died. So, I mean, in that case, still, still terrible, but uh, you know, it, it, people weren't dying. That that case is still open, correct? They never did. They ever prove? I don't believe that he they did it? they ever proved. It's kind of come back along the series right. of the different cases to kind of be used again. Look, yeah, might have so, done yeah. this. Okay, um, but the four other football players were also questioned. Right. So that wasn't necessarily him specifically out to Yeah, from my understanding, there have been, like, legal conversations about whether he not whether or not he could have been involved in it mm-hmm. based on, like, you know, his involvement in these other terrible things. So, 2012, Boston, um, he was found not guilty. This was the case that um, he was found not guilty in of uh, just a couple days ago, April 14th, so that was last Friday. Um, But he was found guilty of illegal possession of a handgun, so it's kind of like he had a gun. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Then in 2013, there was a Miami shooting. Sam, I feel like you... Did you read up a little bit more on this one? I can talk about it a little bit, but I feel like I... From what I understand, Hernandez was at this club in Miami with a guy named Alexander Bradley and I think when they went into the club they were friends and then something happened inside and then when they left they were no longer friends and he shot uh, Alexander Bradley in the eye and he actually lost his right eye and I I think with this case the motives are still very in question People aren't, there's rumors they spilled a drink, but then yes, what does spilling a drink, how does that escalate right, like how, to pulling out a gun? How do you react to, like, we've all had a drink spilled on us. Right, and our reaction is not to take Kill out a weapon. somebody or shoot them in the eye. That is just too much, but uh, that's, that's what I know about that one, and that happened February 13th in 2013. And, um... That uh, court hearing, I believe, was put off. Well, let me read this. So on September 3rd, 2013, his lawyers filed a postponement request in federal court until his murder charges were resolved. They said it would be legally unfair to permit the lawsuit to continue while he was defending himself in the shooting death of 27-year-old Odin Lloyd, which is the next murder case that he was involved in. This in, this is the one that led to him being investigated for multiple other murders, correct? Right, and I think just as you'll probably get into, like, the connection between him and Lloyd uh, in terms of their wives and girlfriends, it's so intertwined that this like, there's more motive here, you can see more connection mm-hmm. in terms of a random club shooting. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> From what I read and saw in that short documentary piece is that 
uh, Hernandez knew Odin Lloyd, who was a football player in the New England Football League, which is a which what is that? League. Do you know what that is? I was uh, reading just, about it. I think it. it's just a semi-pro. If I understand correctly, NFL teams have like practice squads, um, but there's like strict caps for those practice squads, so guys are continually getting cut. Um, so if you're not actually on the NFL roster, you're kind of rotating through a variety of teams, uh, whether you're going to Canada, where there's an arena football league, um, which a lot of guys have played in. So I think it's just a way to get reps while you're waiting to get back on to an NFL. So okay. do we know or can we assume that that was how they knew each other? No. So uh, Odin Lloyd played for the Boston Bandits. That's the um, New England Football League team, the semi-pro team. And... From what I understand, Odin's girlfriend is the sister of Aaron Hernandez's fiance. Yep. Okay. So the connection there is between the two women that are sisters. And so that's how they became friends, and they would hang out occasionally. And I guess there was a night where they went out, and apparently... Aaron Hernandez dropped, like, 10 grand at a club or something crazy like that. And then he lent his car to Odin. And then a couple days later, he went to go pick up the car from Odin. But then he, like, took him somewhere. And he sent a couple texts to his sister saying, I'm with... He didn't say, I'm with Aaron Hernandez. He just said... NFL, like he, there were there were yeah, a bunch I of read text that. messages. I read that they were kind of like yeah, oh, kind of cryptic. He was like, "I just want you to know where I am." Yeah, yeah, and it was kind of like, "Are does is he does he feel threatened? You can't tell. There's like no punctuation or anything. He doesn't even say his name." Right. So that was all confusing. This is very oh, it's so OJ. It's so OJ. <laughs> and I, I think going back to was like, were people shocked in Boston? Yes. I think just because of, like, the complete confusion that we're even having right now. It was now. hard to... Like, with all the facts, it's hard to even I think piece a, it together. Yeah. And so if people can't understand, and there's not... It's not... You're not following a trail and then saying, is it right or wrong? There's so many pieces coming together that if a guy has a violent past, it's harder. It's not coming as a shock. Right. So that's a good point to bring up. So uh, Odin Lloyd's body was found in an industrial park in... North Attleboro, Massachusetts, which is closer to Hernandez's home. Okay. And that was um, which, June so 17th, 2013. His home is where, or was where? Uh, you I, said south of Boston? Or like, well, I think it, it's right next to Attleboro. Okay, okay. Gotcha. And then the next day, they search Hernandez's home. And... That was the case where he had, like, hired a cleaning team, right? And there were all of kind of along with the text messages strange things that uh people thought maybe he was like covering something up yeah there were a couple weird details so this video surfaces a couple days after that placing hernandez and lloyd together on the night of the murder hernandez's trips to his lawyers and a gas station are also tracked by media helicopters apparently he bought like blue hubba bubba bubble gum Gum, at the gas station and then offered it to somebody 
who And I guess he was... did that multiple times, like, within these different charges before he went to do things. I yeah, heard, which... I heard he did it to, like, an Enterprise rent-a-car person, oh. like, right before he took right, off Right, that's, that's it, yeah. And then they cleaned out that car and found, like... So this is... The evidence of a gun. yeah. But she didn't want the gum or something. It, it, yeah, things like that make it really hard to keep track of all of this information and also place it in a timeline. So we all have one open right now on our <laughs> computers because this is so confusing and there's so many different things happening at the same time and also things coming back from the past. Right. So you were at about, what, July? So right now I'm looking at June 2013. All right. So by this point, um, right after Hernandez, the right after the police search Hernandez's home, a civil suit is filed against him by Alexander Bradley, which is the guy who he shot in the eye in Florida back in February. Right. And then they search Hernandez's home again. This time they have the dogs with them. And they take a couple hours to do it. Okay. And then, I guess that leads up to... Yeah, three days after, they arrest him and charge him with the murder of Odin Lloyd, and the Patriots release him from the team. So that's where his NFL journey is over, I guess. But let's rewind a little bit, and maybe you can talk more about this. Um, His time in the NFL. So he was very successful... He signed, what was it, forty a $41 yeah, million dollar a contract? a three-year, $40 million contract. And that was the, what is it, the second, what did the that article was, say, that the was second like, largest yeah, contract for, for a tight, tight end? For a tight end. Yes. So this guy was good. Like, he was a right, very which good I think athlete. It, it brings up other issues of, like, why would he leave all this behind? He has such a bright future. Um, like, it seems like he's finally been able to put his past aside. And now this comes up, and mm-hmm. he's falling back down. Um, did was that ever talked about? I mean, I guess they wouldn't talk about it on necessarily like mainstream media in the middle of a game. But I mean, did people in Boston just see him as like a really good player? Or yeah, I mean, I, mean, I know you said they were confused, but was it like? Confused, so we don't care that maybe he murdered these people, or confused, confused like, so we want to know more. We, yeah, I, I mean, I think like when him. someone who's in the spotlight so much is involved in a high-profile case, people are always interested. Um, and obviously, when it's with the Patriots, uh, the NFL, which is one of the most-watched programs, people are always going to be interested. Um, and he, again, was extremely successful on the Patriots. So, I, I mean, people definitely cared. It wasn't it wasn't that people were so confused that they just let it go or that the Patriots had other options. But I don't I don't think it caught um, the attention or the long-lasting attention just because the trial's just... I guess the story's just ending now, which is years and years later. And in this world, it's hard to keep someone's attention for, like, five minutes, let alone years. So let's talk about this. Uh, his release meant that he forfeited... Um, his 2015 to 2018 salaries, which, yeah, I mean, I guess that wouldn't matter because he wasn't playing. He was in jail during that time, right? What do you mean he totaling the, the, well, like, was it 19.3 million? So the the Patriots they had paid, since the um, they had paid his salary right. for the years when he signed the contract, um, 
and in the NFL, people are trying to get like the most guaranteed money. Um, in like baseball, all money's guaranteed. So even if you get hurt, you still get the money in the NFL. You get hurt, they can cut you. Your sal- your contract's gone. Um, so the big salaries are really all about guaranteed money. Um, and so the Patriots wanted to get that money back so they had more cap space to sign more players. And so and obviously, he could like he wanted to get more be considered money evidence in this case from the team, but and he I think that's possibly do that. well. Yeah, he kind of wanted to cash out on the rest of his salary. Back. Oh, I see. Um, okay, because that's what guaranteed. The Bristol that, County Superior Court the judge, her name is to be able to use e. Susan that extra space that they had in there. Their she threw out evidence gotcha. from okay. two cell phones, and they did ultimately tablets, a lot of money taken from Hernandez's home during the investigation. And she said there were problems here, like with the within hours. So this made everything also way more complicated. And then, oh, but when it's your she star threw player, out more like, evidence in October that was gathered improperly, like Ortiz's cell phone. Who uh, Ortiz was one of Hernandez's accomplices, I guess. In the is there is that the right word accomplice? Yeah. One of his, like, associates yes. <laughs> in the murder. He was an accessory after the fact in Lloyd's murder. Yeah. Uh, she also got rid of evidence, like, the boxes of forty-five caliber ammunition and a Glock. And that sucked because a lot of that, that ammunition found matched with the... The gun found matched with the ammunition found at the scene of the shooting. So, now that all that evidence is out the window... What do you do? Exactly. Right, and then I think also Ortiz, um, like, took a plea deal. So the murder murder charge, excuse me, for Lloyd was dropped. Um, So then that kind of made it so Hernandez was in the spotlight. He was the only one now Mm -hmm. being pursued. Okay, so you're more like. Mm. I'm looking at like 2014 right now. Right. Um. Okay, so his fiance. Right. She. She files for like immunity or something, right? Makes a deal. Yeah. What exactly does that mean, though? Like, like, she doesn't want to be considered or, like, part of the trial so, at all. Well, I, so, I think that the prosecution says, if you testify against, we won't come after you. Uh, that you were withholding information or you were helping in some way. So, she seeks immunity. Which, then... which is interesting because then later in the trial, she's been known to like stand by him throughout the whole thing there's images of him waving to his daughter in the courtroom with his wife who's very supportive towards the end yeah i was gonna bring that up too that we didn't talk about it was like 2012 2013 he had a daughter Mm -hmm. who's a part of all of this in some way um but was he in jail leading up to the trial he was right i don't think so you don't go to jail until you're convicted so he was probably so he was just like at home I think so I, well I don't know 
I, th- I think there's probably some boundaries. Like, you can't leave the state, most likely. Right. Yeah, maybe he um, had... Um, a bri- like, a tracking device. Or just, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe he was, like, confined to his house or something like that. Yeah, I feel like in a case like that, that's probably leading up to a hearing. There were, like, restrictions on where he could go. Because I, I think he was in jail, because in, in 2014, in May, he was uh, charged with assault because he got in... He got into a fight with a fellow inmate. Was that for... But he didn't go to jail. Did he or did he not go to jail for any of the other murders? He... So I think I think at this point he hasn't been found guilty okay. of anything. Well, I don't know. I, don't I know. guess that Wait, just proves how confused. confusing this is. Yeah, I think when he's indicted, that's when they put him in jail, even though they haven't, they haven't convicted him of anything yet. Yeah, so I don't. I think they put his 2012 trial on hold because the Lloyd case came up. Right, and that was. And so they're trying to figure out what to pursue in what order. Gotcha. And what can be used against him in what cases. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, if you go into one murder case with another murder case on your plate, That's that doesn't bode well, but yeah. <laughs> then it was ruled that they can't, I guess, be cross. They can't use evidence from one, one case, case for the other, because neither case has been closed. Mm-hmm. What does percipient mean? So, percipient... Moving yes. along, district attorney in Massachusetts says... What day? This is like we're in May now of 2015. Oh, it's a witness who testifies about things she or he actually perceived, like an eyewitness. Okay. So, um, Alexander Bradley saw the Boston murders because in 2015, District Attorney in Suffolk County, Massachusetts said that he was a percipient witness. Um, and that Hernandez was, or with, for the murder that he was charged with in 2012, which is the guy who saw, who he shot in Miami a year later. Oh, you're saying Bradley is? Yes. Yeah. So, again, that's strange. All, all intertwined in these weird ways. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to also note that there's, like, a lot of, Rumors of Hernandez's gang activity. So if someone's crossing someone, yeah. there's not much forgiveness in that community. Yes. Um, but then, Alexander Bradley was eventually granted immunity as well. Okay, I feel like at this point we could just like fast forward to a summary of like what happened this past weekend in trial. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. So... Now let's jump back to the reason that we're talking about this, which is Aaron Hernandez's suicide in his jail cell um, on April 19th, 2017, which is today, the day we're recording this podcast. And uh, Evan, do you want to talk about this a little bit more? Sure. So this morning, Aaron Hernandez was found in his uh, jail cell and hanging by his bed sheets um, in an apparent suicide that hasn't completely been confirmed yet. Um, 
And the Patriots, the former tight end, um, had just been proved not guilty uh, or acquitted for the double murder um, back in 2012. And now they were in the appeal process for the murder of Odin Lloyd in 2013. And his lawyers really thought they had a good chance to overturn that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that had been overturned, he would have been free. That was kind of his last thing that he was trying to get out of. Um, While a lot of things have been brought upon him or against him in the recent years, uh, a lot of that had faded away with these bigger cases, the bigger murder cases. And so this was kind of the last thing to beat. Okay, so now shall we get into talking about why we think why we think this suicide happened, if it was suicide. I guess that's still up for debate. Why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll go into detail on that. Okay. Okay, so look, we know everyone loves to skip ads. In fact, every 20 minutes, a podcast ad gets skipped over by an unwilling listener. We get it. But Delayed Reactions brings hope to podcast advertisements in need. Thanks to the support of businesses like yours, Delayed Reactions will advertise your product or service. Of course, in return for some money. Cash, check, PayPal, Venmo, Monopoly money. Okay, maybe not the last one. Anyway, help ensure that no product, service, or business goes unadvertised. Just email delayedreactionspodcast at gmail.com. This is Delayed Reactions. We're back. <laughs> All right, so why Aaron Hernandez may have committed suicide, if he committed suicide, uh, I think Evan and just I are juicier on and similar wavelengths here. So uh, we've got this uh, interesting article up from Metro.us that basically breaks it down into three reasons. And I don't know about you, I personally think that the last one is more of a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. um, but I think all of them very much could be true. Right, I don't think anything's too and far-fetched. I think, and I think it very well could have been a little bit of all three of them. So, first off, the money. Um, obviously, he signed the $40 million contract with the Patriots. He would never get to obviously finish out the terms of that contract, but, uh... Well, so he also... So, apparently he ran out of money, though, right? Right, so during the case, he is now given a new lawyer because he can't afford his own uh, lawyer. And I the see. lawyer who he's given is the one who defended Casey Anthony. Oh, um, wow. In that case, so a high-profile lawyer, I believe, has never lost a case at the time. Um, so really, all that Hernandez has left at that point are his assets, so his house, his cars... Um, any other material property that mm-hmm. he owns. So once now once he's passed away, um, the Lloyd family or anyone else can't sue him to try to take those things from him. So now they've kind of been, if my understanding is correct, now they've been passed to his family, to his child, to his fiance, and now they have control, and they're kind of separate. Um, again, she was granted immunity, and so... Now it's kind of passed, and perhaps this was the best opportunity. He had just gotten off of the double murder charges. Um, and now if that other case is, uh, if the Lloyd case, if he's convicted, now they can sue again, bring on more and more and more cases, 
um, and take everything his family has. So it's a possibility he took his own life to try to preserve what was left for his family. Hmm. That's really interesting. Do you really think he would do that? I mean, if he's sentenced to life, was it life with or without parole? Without, without parole. parole. Yeah, so he's not going anywhere. Um, I guess I just don't know that much about his family and if he was a family man also. Because in it's any hard to of believe these, that. Yeah, in, any, <laughs> in doing my research for this, that's not really brought up very much if it's true. It's just like, he went this, to this place and he killed this guy. He went there and shot that person. But, I mean, I guess that could be uh, He's kind of had these like odd flashes of generosity or... Um, yeah, I know giving, he donated a lot of money right after he got the right contract. Right after he gets his contract, he donates money. But isn't that what the classic bad guy does, not to look like a bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. I think... I'm just pointing it out there. Right. I don't know. This is, These are all... I mean, throughout the case, though, his, his wife was publicly behind him. And perhaps now at this point, it's going on and on and on. Everyone doubts him. He feels like this is the only person... Or, sorry, his fiance, But this is the only person that he can trust... Um, and this is like his last, the last thing that he'll be able to do. Yeah. Hmm. It's a really good point. You articulated that much better than I would have. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, second, this one's like a little bit more straightforward. Traumatic brain injury. Do you want to talk about that? I mean, I think it's obvious, like, he was a football player. Football players, yeah. Yeah, so, um, this article says specifically that it was... CTE, which is... Essentially, it's from getting hit in the head, getting concussions. Um, oh, I don't even know how to say this word. Chronic traumatic encephalopathy. <laughs> Can't say it. Sorry for all you science nerds out there who are is rolling your eyes. Is it encephalopathy? Encephalopathy. Yes. Okay. That sounds like that sounds the right, right way to say it. I... Sure, let's go with that for now. <laughs> um, but basically... Uh, this leads to depression, violent behavior, all of that type of thing. And a few years ago, another famous Patriots player, Junior Seau, who was living in California, killed himself as well. And during the autopsy, they saw that he had a lot of brain injuries and concussions. Right. Um, so it's been linked throughout throughout the past. All right. That, now- I believe, that makes sense, that brain injury would cause you to not be able to think the way that you should be able to think. Yes. Now, to my third and favorite theory. This was the one I was like, Sam, don't look it up because I want to get your natural reaction I to it. I haven't looked it up. Aaron Hernandez is gay. Okay, but what... I feel like... Can you please elaborate? <laughs> so... Well, basically, on a popular Boston talk show earlier yeah. this week, before the murder, they had a journalist... Before the... Before he or, was I'm sorry, not murder. Before the suicide. Oh, okay. So, after after he's sentenced to... Or, wait, I'm sorry. Was that a different... <laughs> after the case that took place this past weekend. The double so, this murder. is like Monday. Yeah, double okay. murder. Yeah. Um, they had someone on the show... A journalist in Boston. Do you know? Yeah, Michelle McPhee. 
Yeah. Do you know of her? You know uh, I just, I, so she's just been following the story since its okay. inception, um, coming up with various theories. Who she wasn't really on to talk about that, um, but she it came up in conversation, mm-hmm. and she basically alluded to the fact that I, it, was she writing a book or something? Yeah. So she's she has a book she's having or she, a book is coming out that she's written, and this is one of the theories of. I guess, what led to the murder. Yeah, so she alludes to this. Which murder? All of the, so This is the uh, the Lloyd murder. This is the, okay. Um, and so one theory is that this book is going to be published and it's going to ruin him in jail, um, right. which is not necessarily a forgiving environment. And then he's going to be outed and it will it'll be over, even though he's already... Right, so she alludes to this, um, which I think makes a lot of sense if you, you know, if all of, if him being violent with these people has to do with them maybe finding out that he was gay or interested in men and he doesn't want to tarnish his image or something, so he's gonna hurt them or do away with them. Um, I don't know, I mean, it's, it's... It's very it's really tragic, out- but I don't I think it's believable. It's kind of out there, but at the same time because he is all of these people like Alexander Bradley, for example, like all these people that he's hurting, he had relationships right. with prior that's, to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, like the way that he is seemingly good friends with somebody and then just kind of turns on them and snaps in some way shape or form and then they're either not his friend or dead right and then then there's another caller as well so then this morning after the news breaks okay um this same talk show they have this regular caller who calls in were they talking about this like while this was breaking uh i mean when when did when was Michelle McPhee on the show? Monday. Okay, okay. And everyone yeah. fr- Friday is acquitted, <laughs> yes. correct? Yes, yes. So this morning, they're talking about all this happening. They have this caller who calls in. He's an ex-con who calls in under an alias, but apparently he knows Aaron Hernandez. He so he'll call in and like give little tidbits or whatever. Um, and he supposedly spoke to Aaron yesterday and said That's so weird said that because of this journalist like saying that he's gay like things are not looking good I mean I obviously we don't know what jail is like but you can imagine that the gangs in there it doesn't fly I only know what I know from Orange is the New Black and I imagine it is different when it's all men right and so yeah, here's here's a quote that uh, Rabbit, which is the alias of this Rabbit. caller, Rabbit, he says, as a gang member, the one thing they don't take lightly is homosexuality. It's not allowed. You have to be terminated. He knew he was going to be in nonstop trouble for him. It, he knew it was going to be nonstop trouble for him. Right. So you know you're going to be in jail for the rest of your life. You know you're probably going to be getting beaten up for the rest of your life. So it's, it's, I mean, mm. tragic to think about. Yeah, that's really but tragic. I, I mean, I think it kind of adds up. I don't know. 
That's that's the more the most conspiracy. I want to believe there's some sort of motive there. I don't want to believe that he's just like insane and just kills and shoots people. Like, well, I want to d- believe there's some type of reason behind it other than you spilled your drink on me or like I want your gold necklace or whatever that one was about. But I don't know. This I mean, so I think crazy. it's I think it's harder for like if this sort of conspiracy is true, I think it's harder for us to wrap our heads around it because we all come from well-off families that are accepting and yeah, like, that's true. You that's know what I mean? Point. None of us know how he grew up, what type of people he was involved with, whether or not he actually was involved in a lot of gangs. You know, who knows? Like there could be and crazy like, stuff his going father on. Behind passes him. away right before his first incident. In 2006, his his dad passed away. Mm-hmm. In 2007 is the first Florida incident. Hernandez's dad, his name is Dennis, he died from complications um, during a hernia surgery in January. And this is when Hernandez was 16. And apparently they were really close, and so his death really affected him. Dennis played for UConn because he... Uh, the the family grew up in Bristol, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and so after this happened, oh, I he wanted like that. people were telling him, oh, go play for UConn, go play yeah. for UConn, because he he left school a year early to go play football because he was just such a superior athlete, and then he decided, no, I'm going to Florida, I'm going to play for the Gators instead, and uh, he got he was like tight or, end of the year, yeah, yeah, he got all these awards and he. He was always a, a really, really good athlete. But then that happened shortly after in 2007. That's where the story Yeah, I mean, that begins. was September of his freshman year. so Already at the club. <laughs> I mean, I guess he gets there a little bit early for training and whatnot, but that's, like, still within the first few weeks of classes starting mm-hmm. um, and all that. Those are some crazy conspiracy theories. I know. Very different from our usual conversation. Yeah. Um, What can we take from this? I think ESPN's going to make a really good 30 for 30 on it. I think you're right. And I think they need to (laughs) because I think we need to understand it a little bit better. It Um, would be great if some... I'm, I'm sure this is already in the works now, like you said. Someone could lay out literally every single trial and piece it all together. I don't think it's, it's necessarily so over just yet. No. I think no. within, I mean, maybe within the next few days, but certainly, you know, over the next few months and whatnot, maybe, obviously it's harder now, but maybe these things will come out that makes you think one way or the other way or proves mm-hmm. something right or wrong. Um, but all in all, a very tragic, tragic everything. I don't know. And then also an odd fact is that he died a free man um, because of how the laws are shaped since he's in the middle of a case and now he, the case is now over uh, and he wasn't convicted. He just wasn't out of jail yet. Right, so since he was on, on since the case was during the appeals process the previous case had been thrown out and now they brought in new evidence um, on both sides mm-hmm. and in the middle of the case in the middle of the appeal process he takes his life and uh, now he's free 
technically. Legally. 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 You had something else you wanted to talk about, didn't you? The John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Just that, or was there is there more behind it? I I mean I haven't looked into it too much. I guess on his forehead he had John three sixteen written. Um and that is it that's a Bible verse? That's a Bible oh. verse, and that verse is for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So it's a very faint like if someone gets a tattoo or something of a Bible verse, that's generally oh, okay. what it is. I'm Jewish. Um, I'm Jewish as well, so you're the Hey, what's the, the expert over you here? You are? I didn't know that. Shalom in the home. <laughs> Mazel. Really? I just assume everyone from Boston is Catholic. <laughs> I live in Seattle. Speaking of which, we could do a spotlight. Did you ever see Spotlight? Nope, still haven't seen that. Oh, delayed reaction. That'd be a good one to do. Yeah. Creepy. You've seen it, right? Great film, great film. I'm mm. Catholic, though, so. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's another one that maybe has to be taken hey. a little bit more seriously. Well, I guess as we wrap this all up, points to be made are that A, this is a very confusing case, and if anyone would like to shed any more light on it, please let us know. Um, but we hope that maybe we broke down some of the basics a little bit so that if you are interested, you kind of understand um, why all of this is so crazy and why there is so much confusion revolving around it. Uh, obviously, if you were on Facebook, Twitter, anything today, you saw a lot of people making jokes, a lot of people being offended by those jokes. What, what kind of jokes were people making? Um... Suicide jokes. Uh, um, I mean, like, I don't. None of this seems funny to me. It's it's not. I you probably don't follow like the type of people who would be saying things, and I don't nah, necessarily fuck those follow guys. a lot of people who do. But no, I I saw some jokes being thrown around. I mean, obviously he wasn't a good guy, so it's right. Right, right. you're not like. But at the same time. You know, so I guess that's why people who say certain things feel like it's justified. But then obviously there are other people who are like, never, ever is it funny. Um, Which is obviously very fair. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know, maybe you haven't seen as much of that as I have. But it's just been been stirring up. I think I saw the story initially At least on on my social feeds, it's been stirring up a lot of commotion. Um, what about you? But yeah, I saw it as soon as I woke up. Um, I think it like there's an interesting dilemma whether people are sad um, yeah. or happy. Again, because it's so confusing, people don't know what, how to make their mind up whether he did it, whether he didn't. Um, That's also something interesting to think about. I'm not saying that I believe it, but. What if some sort of crazy, miraculous happening came about that proved he was guilty, or not guilty of any of it? Like, wouldn't that And that he was murdered? Yeah. Well, I mean, that part doesn't really matter. Right, right. You know, like, again, with the whole OJ case, like, did he do it? You know, there's so many ins and outs to it. Um, That would be crazy, that's for sure. So... Very intricate storyline, and 
looking forward to ESPN telling me all the points that we missed mm-hmm. here. Which there are a lot of, but then this podcast would be like four hours long and we still wouldn't be any closer to figuring out what exactly happened slash is happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, Evan, thanks for uh, being with us on this yeah, morbid, like, morbid episode. Yeah. I think we sifted through a little bit if we got a little closer. Yeah. Um, I, think we did an okay, I think we did an okay job. This is a hard topic to tackle. Yeah. Also, second disclaimer off of our first disclaimer... This is us piecing together the information that is found via different media outlets on the internet and different news clips here and there. So We're not investigators. There's, yeah, nothing says that any of this is absolute fact. This is just how the media has been reporting it. We have and to be how, skeptical of everything. How an average person would interpret it. So take that for what it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... With that, tune in next week, and we'll talk about something super happy. And then we laugh at the end. Because we still don't know anything about anything. Hey guys, let us know what you thought of this episode. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at DelayedRxNS and on Facebook, we're Delayed Reactions Podcast. Thanks again for listening. And like I said in the beginning, I promise next week's episode is not going to be as depressing as this one. See you next week.